something or something's about to happen. Right. So, all right. I will count us down in five, four, three, two. Yo, yo, yo. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for another episode of Power Ups and Power Bombs. It's a two-man show again. And it is I, Drizzy. And it's me, Black Barbie 116. And how are you doing, Black Barbie? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I actually ended up watching the MLW match like right before we started recording, and I I was it was a really good match. Let me tell you, if you have not watched Rush Read 2, please do that. There is nothing that we can say that'll do that match any justice. And we're gonna get into a little bit more MLW a little later on. Uh, I will ask before we get into any type of wrestling: Have you watched the new episode of Invincible? I have. I'm done with Invincible, actually. Yeah. I did. Is it? I just need a yes or no. Is it good? What the the season finale? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh God, yes. Cause I just watched the last, the latest episode yesterday night, and he made that man, that boy gets beat up so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be feeling bad for Mark. Yeah, I'm, you haven't seen the last episode, have you? I haven't. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight after we get okay. there. Well, my thing is, is poor Mark. Mark and Cole. I, I don't know. Cole from Mortal Kombat. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Why do y'all gotta get y'all's butt kicked <laughs> so many times? Gluttful punishment. <laughs> but well, uh, it kind of reminds me of Ric Flair too. Because you know, Ric <laughs> Flair used to get his butt kicked and then all of a sudden he's winning the match. Two moves and he's winning. Right. He, he grabbed your balls. As he got older, he just started grabbing your balls. <laughs> he didn't even try to hide it no more. He just grabbed them. Uh, well, starting with a long time WWE super, uh, WWE superstar, we'll uh, start with WWE. So, the big thing going on right now, top of the line news, is Daniel Bryan's contract is actually up. Like, if it's not up at this moment, it'll be up within the next couple of days. Uh-uh-uh. And he right now he said that he's willing to work with anyone. He wants to work with anybody, but he also wants to keep his WWE status, which I understand. Question is, what is Daniel Bryan gonna do, and what is WWE gonna do? You know what? I, I when we talked about this in the group chat, I mean, I really you're you're right. Don't know. We really don't. Nobody really know. The thing about him. Wherever he goes, if it's not WWE, he can totally change the landscape of wrestling. Wherever he goes. That is absolutely true. Like Just sitting there thinking, there's a lot of big free agents out right now. Right. Because I don't know if you heard, uh, Rimwiner has no longer has a working relationship with the AAA anymore. So that means eventually Roosh is going to be dropping that bill. Andrade is out there. You add Daniel Bryan. If any of these guys, if, if they all go to the same place, 
that is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at it like there's a, there's a possibility that Ring of Honor might be able to pull in Roosh and Andrade. Right. But at the same time, Daniel Bryan could go there and Ring of Honor is right back alive again. I feel like Daniel Bryan has dream matches in almost every company that he could go to. Except for AEW. You don't think there's any dream matches at AEW? I, you know, honestly, because there's nobody I really want to see Daniel Bryan face, for real, you know? You wouldn't want to see a Daniel Bryan-Kenny Omega match? No. No. Really? No. I, I'm not even lying. Like, no. I, I don't know. I just feel like with Ring of Honor, I, I feel like with Ring of Honor and probably MLW, I feel like they need a Daniel Bryan. You know what I'm saying? I know I did say this about AE, but see, AEW doesn't need veterans like that because they have Kenny Omega, they have Christian, they have Taz. On the women's side, they do. Mm. Now, if Brie goes over to AEW, she's not really a legend or a veteran, per se, like a Mickey James, but, you know. But I feel like Daniel Bryan would be, his his services would be better suited at a place where the guys are still fairly new. They're not household names, you know. I think the issue is Daniel Bryant, he's become such a huge mainstream star over the years mm-hmm. that it's hard to see him go to somewhere, anywhere else that he goes with pretty much smaller. AEW is probably the next biggest thing. And then after that, it's impact. And yeah. it's hard to see a big fish a big fish like that go to a smaller pond. But he would sure. do nothing but help in that smaller pond because he's more one of the more selfless wrestlers. And it would bring eyes to the product that people, because people know Daniel Bryan. They, they remember the Yes movement, and they remember him filling up the, the ring with everybody, and they're chanting Yes. Mm-hmm. People know that. Like, even, you know, non-wrestling fans know that. So it's yeah. like, hey, he's over here. And, and especially with MLW, you know, going to Vice TV, he's on there. Let's go over here. I think with Ring of Honor, though, they got to get a TV deal. They got to get a solid TV deal. They do. Like they, I know, uh, I know here in Louisville, they do come on on Saturdays at like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Like the old spot that OVW used to come in on Saturdays. It's like, that is like a rough time to be trying to watch wrestling. Like, normally I catch it on Fight TV whenever I can. And I watch the, women, the Women's Wednesdays on YouTube. But for the most part, I should ring a lot of like I want to. Like so, if they were on a, and I think it's also what we were kind of talking about in another, another episode. We were talking about how we wanted to see women on TV, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard when the the people that have the women's product don't showcase it like they should. Like WWE and AEW, they're on t- network TV weekly. And I feel like if they sat there and had a women's show, this would also bring more company, more TV channels. Like, hey, y'all got a women's division? Let's put them on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that? So that, yeah. But well, see, I think it kind of plays into what I was saying about AEW. See, I think now I'm just now I'm selling fickle because mm-hmm. I feel like with AEW, your your two shows that are on YouTube shouldn't be on YouTube. But with you know Ring of Honor, y'all need a TV deal. Yeah. Just being fickle. 
Ring and and Ring of Honor could do a nice little two hour show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they basically basically pretty much what they're doing now, just on separate days of the, an hour or on separate days of the week. The women are on Wednesday, and I think new Ring of Honor shows are on Monday. Yeah. At least, at least they hit fight on Monday. So, like, what's saying put that on Tuesday on somebody's TV channel? That's two hours right there. And I think the way they do it is that they split up the episode, like, like episode 500 and episode 501 was the same, was filmed in the same time because the announcers was wearing the same clothes that they mm. were So it's like you could take those two because, I mean, both of those shows are an hour each. Take those, put those together and then have your, or they can have the women's run on a different day. Yeah. But I mean, uh, they're not lying. Wrestling is making a comeback to cable television. So with Ring of Honor, they could possibly find a home, maybe on a. Uh, I'm trying to think of a channel that they could go to that you know people be like uh, the Sinclair Channel. What is that exact? What's the? I know they they have like a channel, but I don't know what exactly who that parent channel company is. They are the parent company. Sinclair is the parent company. Okay. They they own like and I'm and I'm just. So people don't 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 come attack me. I'm just giving you an example. Like they may own like a Me TV or or Antenna TV. They have those type of. Oh, uh, that explains yeah. that explains that Saturday night at eleven o'clock. Now yeah. <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. So now with Daniel Bryan coming somewhere, what dream matches do we want to see? I already told y'all what I want to see. I mean, I know you. Uh, I know you want the MLW one real bad, and MLW actually looks like it's gonna be the show that's happening on. I think it's July. July tenth. That show is about to be stacked. Yes. And I guess we can go ahead and try to run into MLW from there. Like I've been watching it for the last couple of weeks, and it has been a knockdown. Like the last three weeks, it has been a really good show that nobody is getting to see. Right. Like there was a TJP. It was a the uh TJP and I'm I know I'm gonna mess his name is Bob Bob say uh, I mess his name. I know I'm gonna mess his name up, but I can't pronounce it either, but I know who you talk about. It was a good match. It was a good match and it was a great story. Like I've never seen WWE do a story like this. Like uh, I can't say the kid's name, but he was talking about how much he looked up to TJP, and mm-hmm. it would be like a dream to team with him and everything. And he kept on making TJP lose matches, so TJP then turned on him, and yeah. that started a rivalry. So now it's all about proving yourself to to your mentor. Like uh, the whole Tom Lawler. Uh, Von Erich's battle that's been yeah. going on for about two years now. That's been going on since I want to say I can't remember which son it is since he uh took the belt off of uh, if, uh, did he win it off of, off of Jacob Fight too? I think so, and I then Jacob got it back, yeah, but. Like that's that rivalry has been going on for about two years. Yes, COVID was one of those years, but it's still something they've had enough time to drag out. 
And then this Rush Reed rivalry has been really good too. And just happening this past week, Dario Cuarto from Lucha Underground is back in wrestling. Yes. Like, is it safe to say that MLW is the best wrestling right now that nobody's watching? It is. And he's building a new pyramid too. Like, that's is that what that is wild. And they're doing it with a lot of up and coming names. Mm-hmm. Like names that you don't hear a lot of. You're not hearing, you don't hear about Filthy Tom Lawler a lot. You don't hear about the Von Eric, the new Von Erics that nobody even knew existed. Definitely. Uh, they know they're not talking about so uh Serena Della. Well, I messed her name up. Serena Della. And I think her contract is up. Yeah, she's going, I think I said she's going to SWE. Yeah, Selena De La Renta. Mm-hmm. Uh, confirm, confirms her MLW, her MLW departure and possibly going on going to WWE. Wow. So Court Bauer, I wish I knew more about who was booking over there because they're doing a really good job. Well, they said he used to be a WWE writer back in the day. He worked for WWE for uh for quite a bit. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if he's booking his if it's not only just his own show, but I wonder if he's booking it as well. Like he's really doing an incredible job of what's going on over there. He's building good names, and he's also giving people a chance that don't really get a lot of chances. But I know he gets a lot of international stars, and he also they also get a little bit of time to shine and everything. And let's see. Uh, Serena is the first Latina to produce pro wrestling in America with Fusion. So, this is a she's a big deal. Like, it's a really big deal. But what are we expecting from Dario Cuarto and his return to wrestling? Well, number one, I'm expecting a lot more I know we can't call it Lucha Underground anymore, but I'm expecting more of that because Lucha Underground was really good. Like, I don't know. Is it still on Netflix? Uh, I think so. Because I remember when I first started watching it, it was on El Ray, and then I think they moved like the final couple seasons over to Netflix. Uh, so I watched it on El Ray when I could, and then I started watching, like when it officially went off air, it was still on demand for Spectrum, so I would just binge watching that but I never got to get to the last season do you think there's a possibility because they had a lot of really good concepts like they were the first ones that I remember of in the new era of new modern wrestling to have trios titles with women on the team yes because for the longest it was Eva Lee, Son of Havoc and Angelico mm-hmm. who were those champions and yes. he was wrestling it's just as rough and tough as the dudes. And I think there was only a few times where as trios champions, they faced a team that had a female on it. Like most of the time, Ivelisse was wrestling dudes. Mm-hmm. I think they built her as the baddest bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then they had with a title concept that I really wish more companies would, ex- uh, would work with. The Gift of the Gods Championship. 
So I think what they have like a series of matches, and in that match you could get a talisman, and that ta- if you win, you get that talisman to put into the belt. And I think once it's in the belt, the belt is around, and somebody can you can win it basically and cash it in. Yeah. Like that is a great concept. Like and their their story their stories lines were really good too. Like they it had you invested. They did. Like they really did. Like people that I had no idea about. I'm sitting here like, well, what's gonna happen here? Yeah. And granted, some of them had some really goofy names and everything. A lot of them were are big names in wrestling right now. Lucha Underground gave birth to a lot of good wrestlers right now. Mm-hmm. Especially in NXT and WWE, because uh. What was it King Cuerno? Is that that was uh, uh, Santos Escobar? Prince Puma was Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Like Jake Hager was in uh in Ring of Honor. He was their last champion. Yeah, before they folded. Mm-hmm. Like I I believe I might have to look it up, but I believe that Io Shirai and uh. Kyrie Sane were in Lucha Underground. I think I might have been watching by them, but I think you're right. Like, there was a little faction they had. They were like Dario's, not say bodyguards, but like a hidden assassin. And I remember she had like a match that just stood out on TV, but let's see, hold on. It was. Uh, so I can't seem to find it right now, but it's a big. It's a, they had a lot of things going on in Ring of Honor that were really good. And you know what? After thinking about it, a few weeks before this whole Santos, I believe Santos Escobar, before Dario Cueto showed up, Mil uh, Masters was on there. Huh. He was uh, working with uh, La Parca and his son. So this it looks like that sounds like something they probably should have seen coming. You know they had been dropping hints about the Azteca Underground, but I was kind of like, you know, I'm thinking it was like Lucha Underground. I thought it was gonna be like mm-hmm. that, but I thought it was gonna be. I don't know. I kind of just thought maybe it was gonna be their thing, but yeah. And I felt you know what I'm saying? when they originally said something. I know a few weeks ago they had said something about Lucha Underground possibly coming back, but after that we didn't hear anything. You know, like. I thought that it was going to be like, oh, it's just going to be Lucha Underground re- rebooted, yeah. but no, for it to be under a MLW, I like it. I do too. And then I know we've been throwing around the Forbidden Door for so long now, and it is rumored that WWE is in works, is in talks to work with MLW is this their way of doing that themselves and using the other side of wrestling? Because AEW has Impact and New Japan, and I guess we could say Ring of Honor because I know Private Party had a match over there. Mm-hmm. And is WWE going to get MLW and Lucha Underground, and it's going to be like Gang Wars? Ooh, that's dude, that's that's fantasy booking, but that'd be great at the same time. 
it's fancy book. I know it's fancy book, but it's just it's it's easy to jump to those conclusions. Right. But according to most people, they're saying they think this MLW thing with WWE, if it have if it comes to fruition, that it's just for one person. Who do you think that one person is? You think it's for Daniel Bryan? Jacob Fatu. I think if, if they do do the partnership, Daniel Bryan will be the he would be the uh the bridge. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking they're trying to get Jacob Fatu. Well, I don't think that. I'm sorry. Because I, I just listened to, um, I think I was listening to Black Wrestling Podcast. They were talking about, they think it's a one, it's a one-sided thing for Jacob Fatu to come over and face the tribal chief and we see who's actually the real tribal chief. That, I could see it happening. But he is locked in for, I think, he, and, he was, and when he signed it, I, it really threw me off. Like he signed a long, it's like, it's like a five-year deal with them. Yes, yeah, it's a, a five-year deal. But if it if he crosses over into a SmackDown and Roman Reigns crosses over into MLW, it still keeps them on their perspective sides. It's just mm-hmm. that we may get a, you know, like a, w, a ECW WWE type of pay per view, mm-hmm. where you know Vince doesn't want to come off looking bad. So we pretty, I'm pretty sure Roman is going to be the, uh, it's probably going to be the victor, or hopefully not. Maybe it'll be like a, the Usos get involved, and then uh, who is it? Contra they get involved, where we don't get a clean cut winner, and then maybe the next following year we do it again. I can see that. I don't want that to happen though, because I feel like if you're gonna do a partnership, let's not be let's just let's not be one sided about it. Yeah, let's, let's not Yeah, let's not be like Kenny Omega where I can just go to different shows and play with my friends. And get all the belts. And you know, there has been a whole lot of people going off because Michael Nakazawa was wearing the, the TNA title. And was holding the Impact titles and the uh, AAA Mega title, right? And I was like, I think I kind of read a little too much into this. Like, he can't physically hold all the belts. <laughs> like, no. Yes, like, yes, he got them, but he can't physically hold them. So, I think we're bully because I remember I shared it in the uh, group, and I was, I was like, well, Billy Ray was t- Billy Ray was telling the truth. I think what it was, he was wearing the one around his waist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had an issue with Nakazawa, you know, carrying him. I don't have an issue with that. But I think where the sour point is, is that he was wearing them around his waist. And I think with wrestlers, like it might not be a big deal to us, but I think for wrestlers, that's like, hey, that's kind of a slap in the face, you know. I feel where he's coming from on it. Yeah. But he was wearing the TNA title around his waist. True, but that's still a title, the impact play. title. If it was the impact title, I'd, I'd understand a whole lot more and I'd probably join with you. But the TNA title, yeah, that belt's been like a glorified prop for the last year. Yeah, but you know, Bully Ray, he's old school. Like, and to you me, know what? that was the belt Bully Ray held, so I could see why he feels that yeah, way. Yeah, he's touchy. Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't even think of that. I was like, because at first, when, when I read it, I was like, you know what? He is telling the truth. But, you know, it's not like something I was going to go argue with people on the internet about. Yeah. But then it's like when you just, you just, you nailed it. He's probably did that because he was upset because that's a title he used to have. Mm-hmm. And, you that's know, the, the, that was the 
that was the last TNA title, and it was the belt that he held. So I absolutely understand it now. But we so never, well, we never hear these things from like the other company. Like we haven't heard anything from from the Omega or AAA about their belt. And I don't know if it's more to the fact that they don't that they don't run as many shows. Because when they do run shows, Kenny and the Bucks are there. I want to say, didn't Andrade? Isn't he going to challenge Omega for the title? Kenny, he uh, he did issue a challenge to him for the belt, and Kenny's like, "I'm a busy man. I'll tr- I'll get back to you about it." <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Uh, he's talking about a Triple Mania. Triple Mania is in December, I think. Yeah. So if they're building for that. Will that be the chink in the armor? And he just starts losing belts from there. Because I know eventually we got to get to a point where we know Hangman Page is taking that belt off of him. So I don't know. If that's going to be the chink, if we're going to go through this even more until then, or if something's going to happen at uh, Slammiversary. Mm hmm. Which they're also claiming that very well, Daniel Bryan could show up at. <laughs> now, my Samoan Prince is showing up there. There, yeah, there's talk of Samoa Joe popping up there. Yeah, because they kept showing them in the promos. They did that last year though with uh, all the sure. moments because remember they had like Rusev flag and they they showed like a little visual of all of them, but only well, it was the Good Brothers. And uh, Hawkins and Ryder showed up. Was it just him? Yeah, I think it was just him. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't think of anybody else that showed up. Yeah, it said Rusev ended up going to uh, AEW. But I feel it was, I don't know. It, the guys that are out there right now are the hardest to read. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I really don't. Alright, so AEW now. This past Wednesday was Blood and Guts. What are your thoughts on Blood and Guts? Okay. <laughs> Alright, so overall, I liked it. Now I'm not not I'm not gonna do no Dave Metzel type of 10 star match. I'm not gonna do that. Overall, the match was solid. I'm not taking away from the match at all. The ending, yeah, the ending was meh. They kind of they they kind of blew it on the ending. It could have ended a little bit better than it did. What part uh, of the ending did you not like? I didn't like the fact that Sammy and them gave up, mm-hmm. and he still got thrown off the cage. It, I would have liked it if him and him and uh, honestly, it should have been just MJF and Jericho. And going at it, going at it, and then it, it, then he gets thrown off the cage. Mm-hmm. So then Jericho, Jericho be, be is the one that surrenders. Yeah, I didn't like it that they made Sammy Guevara surrender because I feel like if the inner circle breaks up, that's going to be brought back up again. That mm-hmm. Sammy was the bitch. Mm-hmm. I think the story that was trying to be told with it is they're such a family that they don't want to see anything really bad happen to each other. Even though they're in there stabbing each other with forks and stuff. True, like but they're in there stabbing each other with knives and whatnots. But at the same time, the ending was kind of like the, the match was great. Like I have no complaints about it. 
Yeah, I know. Like they're old. They botched. Everybody botches. I don't care who you are. Nobody's that hurt. Is a, the what I think people don't really think about. All right, that normally in a one-on-one match, somebody's calling calling it, and you're kind of going back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. It gets harder when you add more people to a match. So we got ten men all together. Not to mention the two refs and Tully on the outside, and it it's hard for it not to be hard, right? Like so, you gotta kind of. I know they had to sit there and pick their spots and get it when they could, but hey, for what they did do, the intensity was definitely there. The story, everybody got to touch each other. They built up Wardlow. They made Pinnacle look like a all star group. Mm-hmm. Like Pinnacle was made in that match. And it wouldn't surprise me if this became the Pinnacle's match now. Like every year, it's Pinnacle versus so and so. Now, I will say, I do hope that they do this on like a pay per view next time because every time they would get so far into the match and I'm invested, commercial happens, we come back and the ring's dismantled. Yeah, like, that that picture in picture where we didn't get to see them dismantle the ring because, you know, they did the picture in picture and then all of a sudden they cut to a regular commercial yeah. and then came back, the ring was messed up and we didn't get none of that at all. Yeah, it's like it's hard to keep it was hard to keep up with. Like, but when you did get into it, it was pretty good. This is the one time that I felt like Sean Spears didn't look like a complete jobber. Right. But remember uh, I told you in the group chat that was my that was my biggest gripe. Mm-hmm. Other than the ending, the commercials. The commercials killed the vibe of the match. And my thing is is Tony, y'all got money. You just got well, Trevor, they just got Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Y'all got money. Y'all could have paid that money to at least limited commercials or even that last hour, no commercials. Uh, that probably would have been the better the better thing to do. I don't know if it's something you have to clear ahead of time because I remember when WWE would do it, they like adva- they like oh, in a week or two in advance sit there and like, yeah, coming soon, raw, the entire first hour, no commercials, like stuff like that. So I don't know if it's something you have to clear ahead of time, but next time they might want to take those extra steps if they're going to do a match like something like that on TV. I think they do. Um, I know at one point in time with Raw, with USA, the one contract they had, I think before they did this last one, they were allowed, I think they had it where they could have like two or three shows a year that they had limited commercials because it was Mm -hmm. in the contract. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and you're right, we don't know with, uh, you know, AEW, could have been something like, it's a learning experience. Like, hey, we just know next time we got to do limited or no commercials. Because if they do a match like that again, especially the way the commercials were running too, because like, I know they were trying to get in enough of the match, but that one, like we had just went to commercial back, match at it again, then we go to commercial again. It was like they went into a commercial within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was too much. And I understand that they were probably trying to get as much commercials and much sponsors in as possible. But at the same time, you robbed us at home. Now, the people who were at the stadium, they got to see everything. Mm-hmm. We got robbed. Absolutely true. Alright, so you did say you didn't like the ending. No. Watching Jericho get thrown from the top. How did you feel about that one? Because okay. that seems to be the big thing that everybody is hating. 
All right. I'm going to probably get on my soapbox on this. Okay. Number one, Jericho is 50 years old. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to see him take a Matt Hardy kind of spill. But at the same time, AEW, and I agree with you 100%, and I hated the fact that people were coming for you in the comments about it. The camera angle, they they got to get some Hollywood magic. They got to get, and I'm not comparing them to WWE, and I'm not trying, but they need that. Mm-hmm. Because there is no excuse for us to see that the floor that he fell through was cardboard. Right. And we shouldn't have seen the crash pad or the landing pad either. We shouldn't right. have seen it. I seen it. I mean, it was under the cardboard. The, the, the camera angle they showed, that camera angle they showed was completely and utterly the wrong one they should have used that to use. They should have used the overhead one they had. And they did show that one. And that one made, they had two other shit. Uh, they had one right below where Jericho fell. They had one mm-hmm. uh, overhead where MJF and Jericho were originally at. And then on the other side, I think it might be where the timekeeper's table went. There was another camera. That, mm-hmm. that angle looked way better than what they showed us. Right. It's just... Everything you said, he's fifty years old. You honestly, we wouldn't want a twenty-year-old making that far. I don't want to see Sammy Guevara doing that. Not that right. sexy Spanish guy, no. Like so, this is where people like have to sit there and understand this is wrestling. The Irish whip is a move that should not happen. If you whip a man into something, should they bounce back towards you? Right. If you suspend your if you suspend your disbelief for that, this is another one of those things that you're probably going to have to suspend your disbelief for. Like, let's not sit there and attack them because, well, he didn't really fall off anything and hurt himself. Like, actually, that fall probably did still hurt. <laughs> he's still he's still 50 years old. Right. But the way it happened, it was supposed to be something to write Jericho off, and it's probably also supposed to make you hate MJF more. Because he's doing something despicable, which I wouldn't put it past him to do. If he, if, if it was anybody else, I'd expect if you want, really want that heat, that's the guy. Like I want y'all to think back, and he has a lot of these moments in AEW now. Yes, he does. Think back to when he turned on Cody. He cost Cody the world his a uh, world title, mm-hmm. and it cost him that he could never challenge for that belt again. And then the low blow afterwards. And the thing is, we all saw it coming a mile away. Like, we saw this brewing for months and months and months. And then you get the moment where he goes to the ramp and the entire crowd is going nuts, booing this man. Somebody smacked him in the face with a full drink. Like, MJF has a lot of these moments. It's supposed to make you want to kill him, basically. And he does it even on the internet, too. Like, the man, yeah, like, like I said, when he talked about that woman's son, oh, Lord, like, again. MJF is an 80s wrestler in 2021. (laughs) Right. With with a social media and just gives no fucks. Like, seriously, he's Ric Flair with social media, pretty much. Because he he stays in character the entire time. 
the I've seen and there's been a few times where I've seen him at a character and he's kind of explained his logic on a lot of stuff. Like it's I've seen in MLW, we'll go back, we've seen him do stuff. He does flips and all this stuff. He could do he can do flips and all this other stuff in the ring. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. And the logic behind it is genius. When you see Ricochet do those flips and stuff, it makes you like him more. When you see like Adam Cole do it, you forget he's a heel for a second. And right. you're like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. MJF, his entire moveset and everything is his like whole demeanor, everything he does is literally to make you hate him. And he does such a damn good job of it. And he does not get the credit he should get for it. Like these are like this is truly some stuff that I have my own personal gripe with MJF because his entire stuff, I guarantee you, I don't have any proof of it, but I am 110% sure that MJF got his whole swag and all that stuff from Darius Lock, not Darius Lock, right? Darius Carter Mm. on the Indies down to the scarf. That's just my personal belief. That's, that's a hot take right there. It is. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a whole lot of hell about it. But the black internet wrestling community will stand behind me on this one because I know <laughs> I know for a fact there's way too many similarities and Darius Lockhart you know, Darius, <laughs> Darius Carter has been doing it way longer. Uh. But that's beside what we were talking about at this moment. Uh, the rest of the show. <laughs> Did you have any other gripes with any of the rest of the show? Okay, so when Shanties from Talk of Champions posted that post, now, okay, so I guess in my in the back of my mind, I totally did not realize that. You know, I I didn't realize that the show was pre the the first half of the show was pre recorded or pre taped. Now. Because I, I guess I just didn't pay attention, and that's on me. Now, and I kind of just thought they changed the card because it didn't sound right for that first hour of Blood and Guts. You was going to show us the build up. We already knew what happened. We watched MJF turn. We, you know, we we seen the pinnacle get formed. Nobody wanted to see the rehashing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked that they added matches at the beginning. Some of the matches shouldn't have been there. But at the same time, it, now it I, walk my, I walk back my statement. On, I mean, I would have been mad, but I mean, I guess if I'm a person like that, that person who didn't pay attention and didn't realize that, you know, I was going to watch a pre-recorded screen and then watch the real show, I would have been upset. Well, I know a few people did say that I haven't been watching AEW like I should because of the whole no no cable thing. But they, I've heard people say that they've said that they've heard AEW said that it was going to be the one match, and, and they did heard a few, a few talk, podcasts say it's been just it's going to be just the one match. It does. Well, see, they, they pre-recorded the first hour though, because yeah. if you've seen Daily's Pace, there's yes, it's big enough to hold both of the rings in the cage, but. You can't like it doesn't have anything to like pull the cage up like what WWE normally has with their stuff. 
Right. Like Daly's place isn't built to hold a cage overhead like that. So think about you doing the first hour and Cody and QT are in the ring and then all of a sudden the cage falls. Because it wasn't right. you know, it's like it makes sense. And a cage wasn't tacked down either in the match. Like I was like, uh, that's safe like every time they kept hitting the side of the cage, I was like, ooh, it just seemed unsafe. Mm-hmm. Which maybe I played into it. But I mean, I, I think for me if I was a person coming in from out of town, I just thought they changed it up and was going to add matches because they thought it didn't make any sense to just have a what you know, a whole two hours of this one match. I think I think that's where my mind went with it, mm-hmm. but I was glad that they did. I I'm, because I don't think if you would have just did the blood and guts, the first hours of the build up, the recap, and then mm-hmm. the match, I would have been mad. It, it just been, but. Tony Khan, because I guess, you know, being a, a decent businessman, he is refunding people's money. Yeah, I know. I do. I did remember saying something about that. Like, if you wanted a refund, he would definitely give you one. Or you get next week's show for free. Or you get to come in for next week's show. It's like a 20. He's not giving you, like, the, to- the whole $25 back. He's giving you 20 back. Or you can just come and watch the next week for free. Yeah, so, but I mean, it's saying that he only he's only uh hold on, Meltzer said that he he reportedly given five refunds out, only five yeah. people for the refund. Now I don't believe Dave Meltzer because he's on the payroll, right? And plus, I've seen more people on Twitter talking about they they did ask for their money back, and that was more than five people. Yeah, but a lot of them. I agree with uh, some of it, but a lot of it is you didn't read your ticket. <laughs> like, a lot of it is they did not read the ticket. So... That's the thing I didn't like about it. They had 2,500 people there. <laughs> Get ready for this one. Double or nothing, full capacity. COVID city. Like, I was like... I'm in my head like, huh, if they have fans at Double or Nothing, I'd like to go. Not anymore. <laughs> like, nope, and I'm vaccinated. Like, nope, nope, I'm good. We don't need that many COVID people in one area. I'm ho- If they do, I'm hoping it's one of those situations like you got to have your your COVID. Well, see, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no, honestly, there is no defending it. Like, there I mean, isn't. there isn't. This isn't the time to be sitting there doing full capacity right now. Maybe in a few more months when we get more vaccines out and everything, but right now this is not the time for that. Especially with the way COVID's, it's the numbers are starting to go back up again. Mm-hmm. And then number two, a lot of people are refusing to get the vaccine. We have more vaccines than we have people wanting to be vaccinated. Because they don't believe in it. Don't believe in it. But they want everything to open back up. Like, yeah. And then they, they be the first ones to sue when they get COVID. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's. I was like, I seen that. I was like, uh, uh-uh, double or nothing. Yeah, Florida. There's a reason why y'all always. When people's like, okay, Florida needs their own little news. I don't know if they're. Mm-hmm. Doing, I think they're only doing full capacity. How, I don't know what the full capacity is of uh, Daly's place. I don't know either. But it's. They had twenty five hundred for uh, blood and guts. So it's we're probably looking at like maybe. Because you, you know they don't seventy five hundred maybe. 
Yeah, because you know they don't use that whole they used to when they first moved into Daly's place and they still had fans coming. Mm-hmm. They used to use that area that behind the ring. Yeah, they, yeah, they used to. But now it's just, I guess, the in front area and where the wrestlers are right now. Mm-hmm. And then that back area where uh, where uh, Darby Allen got thrown down some stairs. Those hard stairs. They're going to have him out for like a week. Did he walk down the rail? Did not, mm-hmm. nobody not know? I'm sorry. Right, I'm still were, the way that angle was going, I really thought that like Scorpios, they were gonna do some magic and throw him off the, off the, off the ledge over there. Me too. That's what I would have. I would have wanted to see that and get him thrown down some stairs. Like right. I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, I don't know. AWB doing stuff. <laughs> they it's do. Like they, stuff. they have potential to do good things. But instead of using the money for the things that they should be using it for, they don't. They use the money to buy the rights to songs instead of using the money to use get better cameras and to make things happen like throwing somebody over a ledge and them safely. They literally they got to have enough money to at least you got to find some disgruntled WWE worker who used to, you know, work the cameras or, or, you know, or some old Hollywood producer. Cause that's what Vince usually used to get. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I'm pretty sure everybody got a Vince McMahon. Fuck me over story. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> you could find it, one it wouldn't be wrestling without it. <laughs> exactly. You can find one of them and they can teach you like, hey, I'll teach you how to set this camera up on this spot to make it look like this. Oh, we're gonna make it look like he didn't fell off his ledge. And then they're gonna be looking at Ethan and, and Scorpio and they're like, Yeah, high fiving each other, and then switch down to the camera, and then Darby Allen's laying on the thing, and then you can put a little blood behind it, because you know they like blood. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember when they had the press conference? They said, "No, we're not gonna be doing a whole bunch of blood." I feel like we've seen more blood more ever since. Ever since they had the press conference, I've been seeing more and more blood. They are blading like crazy, and I don't know why. Jericho, I seen his blade in his uh, wrapped oh, in his little thing. I feel like MJF had five blades on. And who the heck did the one? The one with the hair on FTR? I can't even ever think. Cash. Uh, Dash, is Cash, Dash? Har- Harwood. No, uh, is it Cash? Cash or Dash? Cash Wheeler. It's da- Cash. Cash. Who did? Who messed? Who, who, who bladed him? No. Did he blade himself? I want to know what happened with Jake Hager because when they first came out, Jake Hager was bleeding on the side of his head. Oh no, he like, wasn't. He he had paint on the side. Of, he had words painted on the side of his head. I went okay. back and watched it. Okay. He has a red dye or something painted like, and he has some initials on the other side. I'm like. Dude, why are you? And you could tell he went. They went to the beauty store and got the little dollar ninety nine hairspray color. <laughs> running. That's why I was like, I'm sitting there like, okay, because when you said that, I went back and watched it, and I'm like, this man sprayed the whole side of his head red. Was he bleeding? Did he bleed? Because I don't that's think I. Really, that's what I thought. I don't think he bladed himself. Everybody else bladed but him. Well, he didn't need the blade. Hold on, did Wardlow did Wardlow blade? I don't think he did either. No, he didn't. But he did get a really big spot where it was literally, I think Hager tried to come at him, 
uh, LAX track. I gotta stop calling them that. Proud and powerful came at them, <laughs> and it was like he he had a really good showing too. Him and MJF were probably the two that really stood out the most in this entire match. Yeah, because I was not impressed with FTR. I really wasn't. Honestly, the whole match should have been a fight, and that's it kind of what it was. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of people compare the match to War Games, and then there was a like I know I got to argue with somebody because they were trying to say, well, war, they can't do War Games because it's a WWE property. Like, yes, the name is a property. Yes. But not the match. You can't copyright matches. Right. You can copyright the name, but not the like. And he, but they swore up and down, like, no, you can copyright matches. So they have copyright Hell in a Cell. Like, yes, Hell in a Cell can be copyrighted. The name. But if, let's say, AEW gets a cage that goes all the way around the ring in the ringside area, because that's all it really is. It's just a really big cage with a top. Mm-hmm. Hell, this War Games uh, cage was a Hell in a Cell, really. Literally but, was. But you can't call it Hell in a Cell. Right. That's how they're able to do this. I'm like, like you're not listening to me. You're not understanding me. And he's like, no, uh, you can copyright matches. I'm like, okay, who owns the rights to one-on-one matches? Nobody, because that's what everybody calls it. Because <laughs> it's not something you can copyright. It's like tornado tags. You can't copyright that either because everybody uses it. Right. It was like, there's just some things you can't copyright. This is one of them. You can change the name because yeah. this, this, this type of match has, like, this is. Because if you want to be for real, this is an NWA match. Mm-hmm. NWA should probably own the rights to it. So, NWA owns it. It went with WCW, NWA. WCW separated to be its own separate thing and did it yearly. WCW went out of business, sold it to AEW, <laughs> AEW to WWE. Wait till me letters. And, a- and WWE uses it constantly for NXT. Right. It's a lot of has their own version of it called Lisa Lockdown. Yeah. Now AEW has this. Uh, CZW has the Cage of Death. So you you know like you can't copyright the actual match. You can copyright the name. And I think what people don't think. I think the reason why people think that is because people like you know nobody wants to sit there and do the same thing as somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can do a hell in a cell somewhere else and call it something else, but would you really want to? Because all they're going to say is, oh, that's a rip off of that. Ooh. So, that's been my, that's been the argument for the last few days. Because <laughs> if it was me, I'd just say, hey, it's, it's, it's not hell in a cell. We call it a Hades in a cage. Hades in a cages. Like seriously, it could call it anything. It's like it's a cold day in hell, a still cold day, stuff like that. Yeah, you know. it's like uh, it's the day. it's the wrestling internet community, dude. It's there. Some of them are very. Uh, how dare you have a difference of opinion of them? Someone kept trying to. Someone's trying to say that they're worse than Star Wars. I was like, nah. Nah, bro. I can take a, a couple fandoms that are way worse than the, the wrestling internet, the internet wrestling community. Because they'll come. Because the internet wrestling community, we can come together on some things. Mm-hmm. 
But there are some things like these other fandoms you can't come together on. Like the one like Superman beating Goku. Yeah. Or Marvel versus DC. Yeah, see stuff like that. Like yeah. Yeah, it starts World War Three almost. Or and, uh, and I should have said this. And I mean, if you are a Kentucky fan, I'm sorry, because there's are some cool Kentucky fans, but Kentucky fans can be downright disrespectful. Oh my God, Kentucky fans. <laughs> I hate I almost hate Kentucky fans. I hate, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a Duke fan. They still hate Christian Leitner. I was like, dude, that happened 30 years ago. Y'all grow up. Damn, Christian Leitner don't even play no more. <laughs> I mean, they will still invoke his name and be like, I don't like Christian Leitner. And I'm like, grow uh, up. All right, all right, Kentucky fan, let's have this conversation. Let's talk about the fact that y'all had bad defense for like two point seconds. Like two seconds. <laughs> like just it's it's not don't be mad at Christian Leitner. Be mad at yourselves. You guys have be mad at Grant Hill. I always said that. Be mad at Grant Hill. Like seriously. Should Grant Hill have been able to toss the ball that far <laughs> down the court and not be touched by all these six foot, seven foot people? Right. <sighs> All right, let's end this because I feel I I just feel like a rumble of couch burgers coming. <sighs> You're not a toxic Kentucky fan. I love you. Oh, but I'm a little fan. Oh, I'm a little fan. I only got beef with you like once or twice a year. That's it. I... <laughs> All right, so uh, Black Barbie, what you got going on this week? Well. Actually, I'm still in quarantine. I get off on Sunday, finally. Everybody else has been released from quarantine but me because I didn't have no signs and symptoms. So the health department says you had to do the whole 14. So I'm doing the whole 14. Chris is off. The kids are off. I'm still on. So I have nothing to do. I'm pretty much going to probably catch up on some MLW that I did miss. Mm. And probably catch up on uh, Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, sure, get them coming back next week. We should. <laughs> I mean, because we, because we, I think we could now both safely be in the same room with each other. So I guess we could be able to record together. So we should be coming back next week, and we'll talk about uh, Invincible and probably Star Wars and everything else. Because I'm watching Bad. Oh, I gotta watch Bad Batch tonight. All right. Where can we find you at, ma'am? Okay. Oh gosh, I'm on Twitter. And Instagram as BlackBarbie116. And by the way, like I told you in the chat, uh, Twitter has this thing now where you can listen and talk to people, and it's crazy. It's fun. I might try to do it again tonight if somebody does one. So I might get into that. But check it out. Yeah. And you can find me on Facebook as Ariel Cottrell and then in the Share Geekdom group. All right. You can find me on IG at B I G D R Y Z Z Y 502. You can find me on tw- and also on the Power Power Bombs IG page, straight Power Power Bombs, one word. You can also find us on Twitter at P U P B Podcast. A uh, shout out to the Nation of African American Wrestling. Shout out to the Ville Wrestling. Shout out to. I went blank. <laughs> Shout out to the Villians podcast. Shout out to What's Your Digits podcast. June 9th, they will be back. 
Sorry, we got to think like they're third, in the third person. <laughs> we will be back. Uh, sheer geekdom. Uh, shout out to them. They will be back. And shout out to Bernard working. And for Black Barbie and for myself, we are out.